0: Chapter nine, Ch- Chapter nine, verses forty three through forty eight. And I want to, by God's grace, uh, to preach a, a little bit different message than I normally preach on Halloween night, titled Hell, or rather, The Horrors of Hell, The Horrors of Hell. Jesus Christ is speaking here, and if thy hand offend thee, Cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed. Please stand for the reading of God's holy word. Than having two hands to go into hell. Into the fire that never shall be quenched. where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched and if thine eye offend thee pluck it out it is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell into hell fire, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven uh, tonight, uh, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Holy Father God, uh, tonight I do praise you and I do thank you for allowing us to see this particular day again. Not for what the world is celebrating, and the evil and the darkness behind it as you know because for some reason you put in my spirit that we as Christians should not have any dealings with the works of darkness on this day that we should not concede this week, this month, this day to the devil who thinks it is his holiday and we should not be a part of the darkness but rather to be uh, the light and to let our little light shine and Holy Father God I praise you and I thank you for your love your grace and your mercy in the light of the entire world Jesus Christ our Savior I praise you and I thank you for the spirit of light your Holy Spirit and your word of light your holy word and so Holy Father God by your mighty power Lord help us not to depend upon might or our puny power but to depend upon your Holy Spirit and Holy Father God I ask and I hope that everyone praying with me in this audience tonight is asking for the power of your Holy Spirit to move and to fall for Lord if there ever was a time for Christians to understand that whatever good will be done it must come through you and so we must do what you have commanded us to do throughout your holy word Old Testament and New Testament and that is to pray to pray without ceasing to pray always to continue instant in prayer for only you can help us and so Holy Father God and only you can help us to shine the light that you want Uh, out there for the world to see reflecting your holy and pure light and Holy Father God I praise you and I thank you for the millions the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed uh, upon me and thus my family uh, and thus others I praise you and I thank you for Uh, Salvation and spiritual family and life financial and material Protection and provision mental and physical blessings that you have Bestowed upon me and thus my family and others down through the years that you have given to us Holy Father God you put in my mind and in my spirit What really happened to those? innocent beautiful young people in South Korea. And Lord uh, I pray that you would comfort those mothers and fathers and grandmothers and uh, grandfathers and I thank you for the privilege of your allowing me to preach in South Korea and to meet the sweet and kind South Korean people and as you no, know I pointed out in the article that these people are not aggressive people. They're not the pushy-shovey kind of people. They're just not. And so I believe something else bad happened <clears throat> in this so-called Halloween festival, which is evidently known around the world. I hope that this is not the case, but Lord, I believe that this was a satanic blood sacrifice and uh, it is very dangerous for Christians to get involved in the foolishness that goes on on this so-called holiday so lord help the help my children and help all other children to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. we pray that you will protect Lord uh, all of the children tonight and uh, everybody, older people too, from the de- uh, from the snare of the devil, from the devil himself. And Lord, those of us who are born-again Christians, help us to be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful. Help us to be prayerful, to pray without ceasing. Help us to be vigilant. Help us, Lord, to watch and pray that we enter not into temptation, for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And Holy Father God, I do pray that you would forgive us of our sins. Those of us who are saved by your grace have continued mercy and grace upon us and forgive us, Lord, of our sins, our faults, and our failures. Wash and cleanse our hearts, our minds, souls, and spirits. In the holy and precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paper. That paper I told you to give me. The man's name. uh, Just write it down. Just write it down. And Holy Father God, I pray. In the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would uh, crush and crucify our flesh on this night, the old man within us. And uh, for those of us who are saved and born again, fill us, Lord, afresh and anew with the fullness and the power the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord of your Holy Spirit. And Holy Father God, deliver each and every one of us (coughs) who name the name of Christ, who is saved by your grace. Deliver us, Lord, from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit all the way through the night and into the night and uh, into the morning. And Holy Father God, uh, grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. and help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you our first love and Holy Father God I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that, and Lord, I knew that this weekend would be uh, rough, rougher than normal because the devil hates me, hates the fact that I preach your gospel every day. I thank you for your protection from uh, the devil and the demons of hell, and I thank you uh, for protecting me even from enemies in my own family enemies uh in the church I thank you Lord God for raising up a man who I have always seen as a fun loving pastor and he's a he's a great preacher of your word but I never thought it would be this particular pastor to deal with one of the most important subjects that needs to be dealt with. And so it's a blessing how you speak to your children, be they evangelists, prophets, teachers and pastors, sometimes at the same time, to deal with... uh, in this case the most destructive tool that Satan has used against the church in a long, long time and that's Dr. Ed Young and I pray that you'll protect him, his wife, and his family he's already suffered much and uh, from the hand of Satan against his family and ministry and so Lord, it looks like you have uh, really worked in his heart to step up, to stand up, and to preach against the most evil thing that is in the world today against not only the church, but the foundations of the world, so-called wokeism. Lord, help Dr. T.D. Jakes to do the same. Help. Uh, Dr. Olsteen to do the same give them courage to confront this evil and uh, Holy Father God I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, I thank you for raising up your people and uh, I thank you for what you have done in their lives and what you're doing in their lives For this is huge and very important. It's amazing, too, Lord, how that you uh, can speak to our hearts at the same time and, and in different ways, but come out with the same ideas about the whole situation based upon your holy word, led by your Holy Spirit. And Holy Father God, it is our job to warn the people of God, your sheep. And so Lord, grant us your energy, strength and grace, your unction, your anointing, your freedom, your liberty, and the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for moving upon my heart to do the same. And uh, Lord God in heaven, I pray uh, for the salvation of the lost in my own family from the horrors of hell. My own wife, uh, who is not, as far as I can tell, born again and saved. Lord, I pray for her mother. I sincerely pray for her mother. I sincerely pray for her aunts and her siblings, cousins, and whoever else might be in her family. I pray for my mother who has served in the church all of her life, and I'm sure she's depending on that to get her in. But I know that she was not saved when I left home and I hope she's not depending on that anymore I pray for my sisters as well and I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as I am the last man standing in that family I pray that you will cast the devil and the demons of hell out of my wife's heart mind soul and spirit And out of all of my family members and all of the people in this audience who have that problem and around the globe people don't want to talk about it today Lord you had a lot to say about it when you were here and so did your disciples but uh, nobody wants to talk about the fact that people are demon-possessed We think that we're smart and we put our names on demon possession and we coddle demons and hug demons instead of casting demons out in the name of Jesus Christ. So Holy Father God, I pray tonight, uh, even though the devil uh, has tried to use my wife against me uh, this weekend, tried to hinder me from preaching your holy gospel and your holy word which as i told her after thirty four years it is so predictable so i pray that you will say you will save her soul that you would save her soul so that she can have the power of your holy spirit and the power to be able to fight the devil and not allow him to just use her anytime he wants to And Holy Father God, I pray the same for others. Give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh and the devil tonight on this another Halloween night. I do thank you for, for some reason throughout the month has been a, a little bit easier, a little bit uh, smoother than previous Octobers. Uh, but uh, as I told my wife this morning the devil is trying to make up for it in one day <clears throat> But something is happening uh, In the atmosphere, I don't know all this happening Lord But you know and I pray that you would continue to uh, Protect us from the devil and the demons of hell and give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, uh, tonight for the salvation of the lost all around the world. I pray for the revival of the saved, the healing of the sick, the comfort of the grieving and the mourning. Draw them to yourself by your grace and by the power of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray something that I have not heard anybody pray. I pray that the failure of wokeism, the destruction of wokeism, as one black man said, if you go woke, you're gonna go broke. And uh, meaning you're not going to be uh, rich in your spirit. And I believe that because it is a demonic philosophy it is a demonic spirit and people who allow that demonic spirit to possess them it will destroy them. They may be trying to destroy the foundations of the world but it's going to be like a boomerang and come back and knock them upside their heads and knock them out and mess up their lives permanently. So Lord help the woke to hear the truth to hear the Gospel and to be saved uh, even tonight. Help those who uh, were considered saved to get back to their roots of salvation and back to prayer and back to your Holy Word. And so Holy Father God at the same time I do pray tonight that uh, even though I take pleasure in my affirm- uh, infirmities and my afflictions and my uh, thorn in the flesh, uh, which is my wife, Marika White. And even though I take pleasure in my afflictions and and distresses, tribulations, persecutions, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. I still pray, Holy Father God, that anything that you can lift up off of me, it will be just fine with me. But let your will be done. For, Lord, uh, I see more and more your wisdom in, in, in having infirmities and uh, afflictions and distresses and tribulations. And I thank you for them. And my strength, Lord, as your word says, is made perfect in weakness, your grace is sufficient. And I give you the glory, praise, and honor for this very wise thing that you have imparted to us, who are born again and saved, that we can even rejoice in our afflictions, our persecutions, and tribulations, at the same time, Lord, I don't think you mind if we pray that you would remove some things, some obstacles, if you're not using them in our lives to keep us humble. And I pray that, uh, Lord, you would do that. Uh, deliver me, deliver my family from all of our afflictions and distresses, cares and worries and anxieties, troubles, problems and fears, and fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding. Your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. Deliver us, Lord, tonight from all of our tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations, tests and tensions. Anything, Lord, in that group that you want to uh, lighten the load or remove completely, uh, Lord, if it's in, in your will, please do so. And Lord we pray tonight that you will lift all of our <clears throat> all of our spiritual and mental and physical emotional family financial legal student loan debt student progress problems troubles and difficulties that we are facing in the world. And Lord thank you for remembering mercy and grace as always in the midst of chastisement and rebuke and punishment and Lord we deserve it all and Lord we deserve hell but I thank you for your mercy and grace I pray Lord tonight that you would on this what they call Halloween night I call Holyween Lord Grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach this message, the horrors of hell, to preach a holy gospel that will lead people to heaven instead of hell. And, Holy Father God, I pray that you would drive every demon from hell, from this meeting tonight and all other meetings, and. Uh, Lord that stand for you and Holy Father God I thank you for the days that we had the hell house experience Holy Ween week where we focused on getting the gospel to people help every born again child of God tonight to uh, pass out gospel tracts Lord protect all of the young people tonight from being crushed in a made-up stampede and Holy Father God I pray Lord tonight that you would protect my family protect my children my offspring Danny Daniel Danita, Danae, Daniqua, Daniel Ezekiel, Danielle, Duran, Danielle and Kwasia protect them not only from being hurt and harmed or poisoned with fentanyl that looks like candy. candy. Protect all children from that tonight, but protect, protect them from the demonic and satanic wokeism spirit that is even in their church, uh, even in schools, even at so-called Christian schools. And christian colleges god help us and holy father god protect us all from ourselves our flesh and the devil and the demons of hell protect us lord from uh evil people in the family evil people in the church and evil people in the world lord i don't know why you i didn't know why you laid on my heart to pray that specific prayer Uh, So long ago, but now I see it and now I know and I give you the glory the praise and the honor Help me to start well help me to continue well and help me to finish well in this sermon and in life Uh, Have have it to be so that we give you all of the glory Praise and honor and to lift up your holy son the Lord Jesus Christ and give him all of the glory as well In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for our sake. Amen. Horrors of Hell. The Horror of Hell. The Horrors of Hell. And this will probably be a three or four part message. I've been preaching now for so many years overall. And especially over the last seven years, I've been preaching nearly every day. Sometimes two and three times a day. God led me to do that. I didn't lead myself to do that, I can assure you. Recent surveys conducted among church-going people concluded that a small minority and, and Dr. Field, Dr. Hughes, uh, found this information. Dr. Hughes, that a small minority actually believe in a literal burning hell. Let me say quickly that their unbelief does not change the fact that there is a literal burning hell and you will go there if you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ that's a biblical fact, and that's a fact. The survey concluded that 35 percent of Baptists, 54 percent of Presbyterians, 58 percent of Methodists, and 60 percent of Episcopalians do not believe in a literal burning hell worse yet is the fact that 71 percent of the students studying to be ministers in the eight leading seminaries in the United States of America do not believe in a literal heaven or a literal hell May God help us. May God help us and may God help you. Because when you have a situation that uh, Jesus was the first to tell us about, when the blind are leading the blind, everybody's going to fall into the ditch. Everybody's going to fall into hell, right from the church pews and from the church pulpit. Let me tell you something. <clears throat> Wokeism is not the worst thing going on in this world today. And I believe Dr. Ed Young would agree with me. And I saw him recently uh, somewhere, and it looks like God has done something in his heart, life, soul, spirit. The man looks different. He looks different. He looks like he has been with God. Excuse me. He, he looks different. Uh, and I don't think he's the kind of guy that would get work done on his body. But after your daughter dies, that you love so much, um, and you go through that, which is has got to be a very, very painful thing. His, his daughter died recently. <coughs> That man, whatever was whatever was going on in his life, uh, he got it straightened out with God. Uh, that that man, that man looks like he has been with God. So I believe that he would agree with me. What I'm getting ready to say. The worst problem, even worse than wokeism. Is the blind needing the blind pastors not preaching God's word? Dr. Tony Evans said the same thing. He said, The problem is in the pulpit, and that's how he said it, just like that. The problem is in the pulpit of churches, that's why we're in the mess we're in today. <clears throat> Now faithful preachers like Dr. Tony Evans, they don't miss a beat when things like this happen. They don't miss a beat. When uh, the coronavirus plague comes at the same time as wokeism, they don't miss a beat. You know why? They are truly born again, they are saved. They're born again and they know the word. Especially Dr. Tony Evans, he knows the word. Uh, They're not moved one bit, Jack. Don't mean it. The whole world can come tumbling down. No sir, no ma'am. The problem is in the pulpit. And we have hundreds of so-called pastors. Many have quit because they were hirelings. Good riddance by the way don't let the church doorknob hit you in the butt on your way out bye bye we never needed you and you contributed to the mess we're in today especially these pastors who have never preached on hell in their lives and from the numbers i just gave you from Dr. Hughes that's why see that's why the monster wokeism can walk up into the church have you noticed these woke people they're very uh, authoritarian they're taught to be that way because they want to take down all authorities that God has formed. All up in the church. They want to change things. See, you know it's of the devil because that's what the Bible says about the devil. And, uh, and the, the man of the, the Antichrist. They want to change things. They want to change even and the calendar and everything. They question everything. Everything that has worked fine all of these years. Like the nuclear family, the traditional family, like governments, like churches, these are all institutions that God has set up. And this demonic spirit is challenging all of these things. And so, ladies and gentlemen, back to the main point of the message. This has led the sophisticated and liberally educated to say that the doctrine of hell is passe. They have a hard time believing a loving God would send people to an awful place like hell and its horrors. Those who talk that way have not read their Bibles at all, especially the Gospels of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because as I tell you every day Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, more than the prophets, more than the Apostles. And sad to say, more than modern preachers of today. The, the strongest teaching, the strongest teaching in the New Testament on hell as a place of eternal punishment is found right there in Mark's Gospel that I read to you earlier. It is taught by our loving and caring Savior, Jesus Christ himself. Nobody ever loved like God and Jesus our Savior, God in the flesh. So folks, we cannot accept Jesus' teachings about the lilies of the field and the sparrows that fly in the air and sit in the tree and uh, about the light and reject his place warnings, his many warnings about that awful place called hell. You cannot have the one and exclude the other. What kind of place is hell? Did you know that Jesus talked more about hell than he did about heaven? As you know, I I preach that every day. He said, "Preacher, why do you preach on hell and preach the gospel every day to get people saved from hell?" That's the main reason. But because uh, of the fact that while growing up, even though I was in church by order of my mother, a church-going lady, a church-going woman. She didn't miss a beat on that. I can tell you that right now. My mother, I cannot recall my mother ever uh, staying at the house while we were in church. I cannot recall a Sunday that we did not go to church. And that was not up for discussion. And that's a fact. So we were in church from the time I was born until the time I left. And my mother made me do things in the church that I definitely did not want to do. And I doubt if my dad, being as loving as he was, too loving, would have made me do. <clears throat> but you know what? I never heard about hell in all of those services. Not one time, not one, not one time. And I, 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 and then being around the thousands of people that no doubt we were around all of those years from New York to North Carolina to Florida I never heard no one ever approached me except for one cousin of mine that we hated me and my other cousins who were wicked sinners sitting on the dock of the bay down in Florida I don't know if he's living or dead but he tried to witness to us, and we dismissed him out of hand quickly. We thought he was crazy, just like I guess my cousins think I am now. <clears throat> he tried. He was not successful. And this was our cousin, and, and we immediately hated him. for some. But that's just how it is. And none of us got saved, <clears throat> and I, and he didn't he didn't even mention hell. He was just a very smiling and nice and sweet, too sweet, too nice and everything. So I, I no one ever spoke to me about hell. And shame on my white brethren who knew about hell and knew about the gospel across town, across the tracks. They never came over. I'm talking about Baptists and. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Presbyterians and uh, Methodists, they never they, they never came across the tracks to witness to us. You know, the only somebody who came was the JWs. <clears throat> That's what they call themselves today the because they're so ashamed of what they have done. The Jehovah's Witnesses, they're the only ones. And we never let them in. Why? Because our mother told them, tell them I'm not here do not open the door for the devil and they 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 knew that they knew they had enough education and theology uh, theology to know not let the jehovah's witness in the house and they didn't believe in hell they they they, they went around line said there's no hell so that's why i preach on hell every time i preach the gospel you got to have the bad news before you can appreciate the good news. I believe many, many people have gone to hell hearing portions of the good news, but they never heard the bad news, so that does not work because that doesn't make sense. The good news does not make sense. Saved from what? That's the question I always had. Save from what? Save to your lifestyle or walking around in long dresses and and uh, your hair up or, uh, you know, Uh, won't watch the Dallas Cowboys play on Sunday and all crazy things like that and the men are weak and effeminate is that being saved I mean that's what you mean by getting saved the men are weak and effeminate the women are strong and powerful and over the men that's what I saw emphasis on how you dress and what you do You don't drink, you don't chew, and you don't remember those who do, and all that kind of thing like that. Is that being saved? I don't want, I don't want any pause on what y'all are talking about. That's why I preach on hell. Because you have to preach the good news. You have to preach the bad news so that they can understand the good news as to why. Did you know that ladies and gentlemen, Jesus taught more about hell than anyone else in the Bible. How do you explain that if the doctrine of hell is passe? You can't explain it. The word translated hell in verses 43, 45, and 47 is the Greek word Gehenna? It is a transliteration of two Hebrew words Gehenum, <clears throat> or Valley of Hinnom. Geographically, it is a deep valley on the south and west sides of Jerusalem. Historically, It was a place where child sacrifices were made to Molech, a false little g-god. Molech was a great metal, was a big, let me put it that way, metal idol, which was hollow on the inside and the priests would stoke a fire inside the idol where it would be white hot. Burning hot. Then people would bring their little babies by and place them in the searing burning hands of the idol, the false little G God idol, where they would die immediately. Oh don't don't uh, don't shake your head in pity, too hard. For people today do worse than that they kill their babies in the womb called abortion and it's like a false religion to these people have you noticed how people how our people are so so gung-ho about that and how that they will threaten to vote you out of office because they want the right to kill that innocent baby in their stomachs, in their, in their womb. I mean, they, they will march, and they will fight, and they will cuss, and everything else, and hold up signs for the right to kill the baby before it's even born. See, so this becomes, this is a demonic thing, and it becomes a false religion. Uh, with a, f- a false, fake, liturgy God. Uh, you You do that kind of thing and you get something out of it. Something demonic out of it. For some people, it gives them some kind of a sense of power. Not only women, but men. Child sacrifice and the shedding of innocent blood of children has been around a long time. King Josiah condemned this practice and claimed it was wicked and unclean. It has since become the waste heap of Jerusalem where the fires smolder on seemingly forever. What a interesting illustration of hell. What about this place called hell? What does Jesus teach us here about hell? First, hell is a place of eternal suffering. Hell is a place of eternal suffering. Eternal suffering. That is suffering forever. For your sins. For not believing in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who paid your sin debt. If your hand causes you. To sin. Cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed, rather than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that shall never be quenched. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame or maimed, Rather than having two feet to be cast into hell. You know what that says? Also to me. And should to you. That there is more to life. Than even your limbs. And having the ability to walk and move and have your being. What Jesus is pointing out is that It's better for you to die and go to heaven by believing in him Than having your mobility down here And everybody wants their limbs, their legs, and their arms And life is much easier with arms and legs And if your eye causes thee Uh, Causes you to sin plug it out It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye Rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell into hell fire where their worm dieth not and The fire is not quenched now you would be wise to believe the words of Jesus Christ who never lied you'd be wise to believe in the words of Jesus Christ who did not die for his sins but died for the sins of the world he suffered bled and died on the cross for your sins and mine he didn't die for Nothing if you would allow me to say that He died for a reason He died as the Lamb of God John the Baptist called him the Lamb of God behold the Lamb of God That is the sacrificial pure holy Passover Lamb of God for everybody in the world red, yellow, black, and white were all precious in God's sight for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And Jesus Christ died for something. He died to pay your sin debt, my sin debt, the sins for the sins of the entire world, the Son of God, that is, God in the flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. He suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross. For our sins was buried and rose on the third day. Why? To save us from our sins and from this awful place called hell do you know him is the question have you believed in him as he has told you those who die in christ go to heaven and are given an eternal body for joy peace and pleasure paul tells us to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord And that's for those who are saved, those who are born again, those who have believed in Christ and have repented of their sin. But those in hell will be made eternal for suffering. Those who go to hell will have eternal suffering and be in an eternal state, watch this, of dying but never fully dying. Dying and torment as they are placed into the fire that shall never, never, never be quenched. To be cast into hell fire where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Eternal torment. Then in Luke 16, we are told of a rich man and Lazarus. They both died. The rich man ended up in hell and Lazarus ended up in heaven or in Abraham's bosom. The rich man in hell (coughs) where he was in torment looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side so he called to him father Abraham have mercy on me have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am tormented in this flame I am in agony in this fire. Many people have attempted to describe the agony associated with hell, but there is nothing in this world to begin to even begin to describe the awfulness, the sadness, the painfulness, the torment of hell. Nothing that will even come close. The lost who die will receive an immortal body. Jesus said in our text that hell is a place where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. The flames and the burning will last forever and forever and let me point out there are few pains comparable to being burned. I've told you that before, haven't I? Jesus in Matthew 13 said hell is a place of wailing and weeping and gnashing of teeth. These terms signify enduring, excruciating, let me say it again, enduring, excruciating pain. Now listen to me, let me be real with you. I'm a big old fellow. I'm an alpha man. I'm, I'm a tough kind of a guy. But let me tell you something. And let me tell you something about other men too who are like that. We don't like pain. I don't like pain, no. I do not like pain. I don't know anybody who likes pain. Some people can take pain better than others. I do not mind dying, I just don't want any pain on the way. And I certainly don't want to experience the pain of hell. That's one of the reasons why I got saved. When the brother who led me to the Lord helped me to understand from the Bible. I thank God I got saved when I was 19 years old, December the 19th, 1979. Somebody said that if you don't get saved by 19, it's going to be very hard for the rest of your life. One man commented, What about those of us who have no teeth? His pastor replied, Teeth will be provided. Don't worry about it. Imagine a person thrown into a volcano in the earth's inner core the temperature Where rather the temperatures are 12,000 degrees Fahrenheit. I said 12,000 Hell is a place where all who are there will be eternally tormented beyond their wildest imagination If a person dies without Jesus, they have had their last rest. Hell. The horrors of hell, the torments of hell. Whatever pleasure you get on this earth will be your last pleasure if you die and not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's right, let Halloween be the night you got saved because tomorrow is not promised you. You're interested in horror? I preached on the horror of hell, the horrors of hell. You like scary things? I preached on the horrors of hell. I did not preach to scare you, but if you uh, are wise, you would be scared of this awful place called hell. Because, And to me, the worst torment of hell is that once you go there, you're locked in forever. No chance for parole. No chance for getting out on good behavior. It's over. If you don't get saved here on earth, there is no such thing as purgatory. There is no such thing as uh, a second chance. There's no such thing as limbo or a vestibule where you wait for a while. Once you leave this earth you're going to go to heaven or hell. And so the question my dear friend is do you know Jesus Christ as your friend and as your Savior? Have you ever believed in Him as your Savior? For Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Perish where? Perish in hell forever. Or you can have everlasting life if you believe. In the Lord Jesus Christ <clears throat> so dear friend understand that you are a sinner as I am a sinner the Pope is a sinner the Dalai Lama is a sinner Joel Osteen is a sinner we have all sinned against God well what have we done we have broken God's Ten Commandments we have lied we have stolen things that don't belong to us we have lusted after people and things we have coveted what other people have we have dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected our parents We have dishonored God by taking his name in vain Did any of those sins find you? No doubt they did because we're all sinners We produce sin because we have a wicked sinful nature We have done evil in God's sight repeatedly and so we deserve to go to hell Because we have broken His commandments. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Somebody's got to pay for your sins. Either you're going to pay for your sins in hell. After you die, which is a punishment in itself. And then as was pointed out here uh, today. Uh, Dr. Hughes, that once you go to hell that is going to be a continual dying a continual death because the wages of sin is death and death is not good never 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 it is appointed unto the Bible says it is appointed unto you on the man to die but after this the judgment So death is real and hell is real And I would strongly encourage you to believe that and get saved from hell By believing in the Lord Jesus Christ Who suffered bled and died on the cross for your sins? was buried and rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God. All you have to do according to Jesus Christ is believe in Him. The Bible says also whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Believe in your heart in Jesus Christ. It's very simple. Do not try to make it hard. We try to make it hard because we're wicked evil sinners and we're proud and we're stubborn and we want to uh... do something for our salvation you cannot do anything for your salvation it is a free gift for a reason you say well preacher i want to work for it you don't have enough time to work for it you say "Preacher, i want to pay for it with my money my millions You don't have enough money to pay for this. It is a free gift. And you must accept it like everybody else. You can't earn it. You can't work for the church in it. You can't get baptized for it. You can't sing in the choir for it. Uh, You can't uh, join a church for it. All you can do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And thou you. You shall be saved. So I urge you. To do that tonight, follow me in prayer wherever you are in the world. No, you do not have to wait to be in a church or to get in a beautiful ornate churches. I love beautiful ornate churches, but you don't need a beautiful ornate church to get saved in. I got saved outside of the church in spite of the church in a Air Force dorm room. and My life has never been the same since. So you get say right where you are because tomorrow is not promised you 12 o'clock tonight is not promised you There are people living today who will be dead before the clock strikes 12 that's the fact on Halloween night So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ pray and ask him to save your soul, and he will. And I'll be more than happy to lead you in the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Believing in your heart in none other than Jesus Christ. Don't believe in the pastor, don't believe in me, don't believe in yourself, don't believe in mom and them, You believe only in Jesus Christ. Don't concern yourself with what your mama thinks or your daddy thinks or your family, what they think. Later for that. This is between you and your God who made you. You wouldn't be here without God. So give your life back to Him by believing in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Follow me in prayer. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner, and that I have done evil in your sight. I have broken your Ten Commandments, and I am guilty. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul, and please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart, the best way that I know how. In your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who suffered, bled and died on the cross for me. For my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. By your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins, to turn from my evil ways, and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for sake, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you prayed that prayer with me in sincerity, believing in your heart the word of God that I preached to you, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, then according to the words of Jesus Christ the Holy Master and Savior King of Kings and Lord of Lords you are now saved because Jesus Christ said for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life may I say congratulations to you for doing the very most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Now, to help you grow in the faith, please go to uh, lightsociety.com and pick up your free book, free of charge, uh, titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ is the door He said, I am the door, and so you just believed in him, and so therefore you just went through the door. And uh, this little book will help you uh, understand what you need to do next as a child of God, as a Christian. And uh, you can also email us on the platform that you are on. Or you can email me directly at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com. And uh, let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you. <coughs> Pardon me. And also, uh, we have more material that we can share with you. In fact, we have thousands of podcasts that will teach you everything you need to know about the Bible and the Word of God and how to become a strong Christian.